podcast on, video on, adjust some lights here so you can almost see me. So, um, I did some catching up on my uh, viewing of the, uh, what's what's becoming a much disturbing uh, docu-series on A&E. The uh, Secrets of Playboy. Um, So, before I light one up and we get started here, this is Big John on Americana, The American Way. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. And we'll get started here in a second. Maybe. song is just more and more disturbing. When I used to watch the show, I just thought it was a little creepy. Come to my house, I'm going to give you candy. But the more I... The more I get into the <coughs> get into this docu series, um, the the worse that sounds. Uh, a lot of young women were lured in with the the delusions of grandeur, fame, stardom. And then had some, had atrocities committed against them. Um, This episode, a name that comes up a lot is Hef's personal secretary, Mary O'Connor. And during the Girls Next Door TV show, she was... Um, part of the show, um, Holly Madison, by the way, if if you go on YouTube, she has a channel where, uh, she talks about a lot of different things, but she is, uh, reviewing the Girls Next Door series episode by episode. And not to hold this over Holly with some of the things that I'm going to say. Some of the things that uh, other women said about Mary O'Connor. 
Holly saw Mary as a close friend. Now, not to downplay anything that Hugh Hefner and these guys did to the playmates or the girls that were invited into the house or the things that Mary O'Connor allegedly did. Um, stuff can change over time and maybe with time as, you know, Hef... Well, he never settled... He never stopped being a creep. But... Uh, a lot of the things of Mary O'Connor being the pimp, uh, as she's referred to by, I think it's P.J. Mattison. <clears throat> I think it was P.J. that said that, uh, or one of the women in this episode. It's episode eight. Um, but anyways... Uh, she's very despised by a lot of these women that were sexually brutalized. And this, it, and this, the more we get into this series, the, this is beyond assault. It's beyond uh, pervertedness. And it's, there were some brutal atrocities committed against some of the, these women. Okay. Um, so buckle up your chin straps, I guess is what, <laughs> what I'll say about this one. Um, the more I watch this, the more I read about this, um, the, the more slimy Hugh Hefner becomes. Um, I just right off the bat made a, a note, uh, and they say this uh, outright about him in the, the documentary this week, uh, but I'm paraphrasing. Hef always wanted to be a celebrity, but Hollywood looked down on him as second class. Okay, uh, this episode delves pretty deep into a lady named Paige Young, who was uh, in the 1970s. She was one of the uh, potential future starlets of Playboy. Uh, I guess maybe she was a star, but they didn't glamorize her time at Playboy. It was very disturbing the way... Uh, she was was treated. Um, Paige committed suicide. Uh, she left a note, basically damning half. And in the room where she lie dead, uh, there was a mural of half as the devil. Uh, you know, you, you know what the, you know, people, when they make a, a drawing or a picture of someone and they paint the, 
the devil goatee with the horns and stuff. She had a mural of that up on her wall. And if I wrote this down correctly, in her suicide note, she wrote that uh, Hef was the devil. Um, he filmed her having sex, but some women uh, that were close to her at the time talk about she being kind of a free spirit and not being not being a drug addict until after she got into Playboy. Not, in fact, people dispute that she was ever on drugs. Um, but Hef, as he filmed a lot of people having sex in his bedroom, filmed her, and people wonder what else was on that tape. Like how gruesome or what, what sexual perversions took place that she was that upset before I get caught going too far uh, this Mary O'Connor that the girls refer to as the the pimp of the the mansion in the 70s 80s 90s she passed away in 2013 and People Magazine because none of this debauchery that's a, that's a light term none of this predatory activity from Hef and his uh, his buddies had come to light yet uh, People Magazine did a write up on her And almost make her sound like a good person. Um, I just know what the other women say about her. Uh, it says, for four decades, Hugh Hefner's longtime secretary was a constant source of companionship for the Playboy founder and his bunnies. And then scrolls down and there's a, a picture of Hef and Mary in her older age. And uh, Bridget Marquart, Marquart, Marquart and Holly Madison have a lot of fond memories of uh, Mary going on little trips with them to see haunted houses and stuff like that uh, around Holly Weird. Uh, the article goes on to say, wherever Hef went, Mary was close behind, including helping him ring in the holidays in 2010 with a Christmas celebration at the Playboy Mansion. Uh, it says, we loved her more than words could say, Hef said of his long-standing secretary who passed away January 27th. And then there are more pictures of her, uh, different things like that. <clears throat> um, despite being a bevy of 
or pardon me, despite being surrounded by a bevy of playmates, O'Connor never failed to make her presence known. Donning a tropical themed shawl, oh, who cares? Um, but in this episode, they talk about things like movie night, a Playboy tradition. Um, sometimes people would premiere their movies at the Playboy Mansion for half. Um, sometimes it would just be an old classic music or movie that he watched, but um, it was this Mary O'Connor's job to get all of the girls, as they refer to them, uh, you assume playboy, playmates, uh, sometimes just girls that hung out at the mansion, bunnies from the clubs. On movie night, she would call all of them in and say, hey, it's movie night, you gotta be here. Um... That was not the worst thing. But once movie night or whatever the celebration was, the VIPs, the celebrity guys, would be there and the girls would essentially be pimped out to them. Maybe not for money, but for Hef's insatiable appetite to be famous as... As famous as his celebrity guests. <clears throat> Hef was always recording everything that went on in his bedroom. Uh, he had big movie screens up. And the girls could literally see themselves being filmed as the evenings sexual activities began and some of them would say uh, you're recording this don't record me and he said oh okay I can turn it off and we'll just see you on the screen I won't record it and then um, as one of his girlfriends his girlfriend from I think it was like 76 to 81 found out Oh, he did record that. He just lied and told people, told the girls he was turning the camera or turning the recording off and just playing the film on the projection on the big screens. Uh, but in the bedroom, they had, you know, athletes, stars, celebrities having sex with the playmates. Um, Tony Curtis is a famous one who is supposedly in these orgy tapes that Hef recorded in his bedroom. And Hef would sit back and direct. Hef always wanted to be in the movies. Not maybe, maybe, well, I'm sure he probably had some visions of grandeur being some leading man. But <clears throat> he really sounds like he enjoyed the 
producer, director type of role. And he would direct the sex while he was recording this. Sometimes the people didn't know they were being recorded, but they were. Uh, like I said, he would pretend to turn the recording off and things like that. If somebody caught on that they were being recorded and asked him to stop. Uh, there is a legendary, infamous tape library, or was, at the Playboy Mansion. I'd like to know what was on those. I mean, think about all the celebs and famous people that went to the Playboy Mansion and hooked up with these these women. And there was a tape library before I get off track. And there was a tape librarian but no one had access to the tapes except for Hef and Mary O'Connor. Two people truly had access to that tape library, Hef and Mary. And these were the original celebrity sex tapes before there were celebrity sex tapes. You know, I mean, this goes back to, what, the 60s, 70s? And, you know, you're talking reel-to-reel, 8-millimeter film, and then, you know, that probably got transferred onto video, and then, you know, VHS tapes, and who knows what else. Um, A few months ago, when this came out, or when this documentary started, There was a Twitter exchange between Crystal Hefner, Hef's last wife, before he died, and Holly Madison. Holly knew there were uh, compromising photos out there, blackmail photos of all the girls. And this is a little odd that I know Playboy is considered tasteful, but you pose nude in a magazine. What else is there out there to blackmail you with? So these must be some really sick fetish photographs that you know, these women wouldn't want out there. Uh, But anyways, in the Twitter exchange, um, Crystal said, you know, I found all the blackmail photos and burned them. And I think Holly thanked her or something like that. (sighs) This dude have had blackmail shit on so many people, celebrities, athletes, women. Um, Because he just wanted so bad, I guess, to be more than this little insecure shit that, I, I mean, yeah, I remember my generation, I was brought up that this is like the coolest dude on earth. And uh, I mean, there probably there was a time I thought that, 
I mean, you know, I can remember posting, you know, tributes to him when he passed away. Now I regret that immensely, that the truth has come out. But this is this is the life he and other people led. And there are people leading these lives today. It, it dumbfounds me. But uh, they bring up Paige Young once again uh, with her suicide. Uh, she was involved with Bill Cosby at one point. Um, but it was basically Bill was into Paige and she wasn't into him. And I guess there was even a time when he got frustrated and angry at her for not taking him up on his advances. And I forgot how long Bill Cosby had been famous for. You know, I knew him as quote-unquote America's dad in the 80s with that big TV show. And, uh, of course, I, I had a bunch of his stand-up comedy cassette tapes. Yeah, I'm that old. Um, anyhow, I had, um, again, Bo Cosby was another guy we were taught to look up to on the opposite end of the half spectrum because we didn't have internet and Google and, you know, apps and all this access when I was a kid. You know, you might have the National Enquirer or some newspapers that dished celebrity gossip, but you didn't believe it because it was the National Enquirer. You know, they were, they were, the National Enquirer was almost as right as Alex Jones sometimes. But uh, Young, this Paige Young who committed suicide was not into Bill Cosby as much as he was into her. Uh, there's a man named James Ellis who is a mem was a member of Heff's personal security. Um, and he said that everybody knew Cosby was a predator, that he would be at the mansion three to four times a week uh, going after these girls, hooking up with girls. Um, and Heff and Mary would make sure there were women regular, readily available for cause and these other guys. Uh, one story they told, Cosby brought, 1974, Cosby brought, drugged and molested a 15 year old girl at the mansion. Um, this one lady pointed out, and I don't, I don't know her statistics, she didn't give numbers, but she said that playmates have a higher suicide rate than other women. So how are these, these women, these playmates, that are involved with these powerful men committing suicide at a higher rate than the general population? Now...
I don't know how, how they came to that conclusion, but that's what this lady said. There's a girl named Donna Spear, well, a lady now. Donna Spear, S-P-E-I-R. Uh, she said she had an underage relationship with Cosby when she was about 16 years old that went on for about a year and a half. P.J. Mastin, who was, uh, I think she was a playmate, and then she worked her way up into the office and really thought that Playboy was going to be um, an empowering thing for women. She bought into that when she worked there. Uh, she said she had known Bill Cosby since 1972, and one night... In 1979, he asked her to go out to dinner. She thought, no big deal. We've been friends for eight years or so. Um, and she just knew him as a friend from the Playboy circuit. Well, in 1979, he drugged and raped her. Didn't even take her to the dinner. Not that that would have made it any less evil but he drugged her and raped her before they could even go out to dinner took her up to his hotel let's have a glass of wine she said she took two sips and passed out when she woke up she was naked and covered uh, in blood from what from the sex, I'm not, you can watch the episode yourself on A&E Demand if you want to get the gory details. But she woke up covered in blood from their sexual act that he performed on her. Charlotte Lewis in 1994... Uh, she was Charlotte Lewis. She's a very pretty lady even now. And some reason I remember seeing. Hey, I've I've looked at Playboy. I'm not gonna bullshit you guys. I'm ashamed of it now. Um. But Charlotte Lewis was on the cover in 1994, and she there's a man named Ro, Roman Polanski. Uh, his wife or fiance Sharon Tate was one of the people murdered by the Manson family. Roman Polanski is a pedophile. The tried and true, and he's proud of it. He makes no bones about it. He and Hef were very close, according to Charlotte Lewis. Uh, and she claims that Polanski raped her when she was 16. So how long was Hef grooming these girls? Bringing them to the mansion. Oh, you know, you'll be on the cover someday. You know, things like uh, movie night and other parties were all a way of the playmates uh, lobbying or competing to be playmate of the year again as a launching point to bigger stardom 
I mean, how many Playmates of the Year do you know that are stars? You know, Pam Anderson was on the cover of Playboy more than anyone. Uh, I don't think she's ever had anything, anything bad to say. But at the same time, when you're this kind of monster that half of these guys were, there are some that you're going to put on a pedestal and you're going to have them as, uh, no pun intended, but your cover story. Well, you know, here's the most famous person to be on the cover, you know, most more times than anyone else and she never had any complaints uh, Pam does not appear in this docu-series so we don't know what Pam's experience was exactly um, Hef's main girlfriend from 76 to 81 said that you know she would be around Hef and the guys down in the game room where he had all his pinball games uh, and other games too. And she would overhear conversations about Polanski, Roman Polanski. And the conversation always was, well, he got caught. He got caught. That's all they said, you know. Well, he got caught. And it implies that, you know, sex with minors is okay in Hef and his friend's opinion, just don't get caught. Uh, I just, in my notes, I scribbled down, that's sickening. It's just sickening. You know, it's sick. I, I, during this episode, there was an interview uh, clip of Roman Polanski explaining uh, one of the underage girls he had sex with. And I guess it's the one he got, quote, caught with. <clears throat> and he said, you know, you think of you know me as this older, I'm paraphrasing, you look at me and see this older man and you think of this younger woman who was 15 or 13 or something. And he said, you know, but if she were sitting here next to me, you wouldn't know that she was 13 or 15 years old. In other words, you know, once you dress her up and put some makeup on her and this and that, maybe she looked 18 but that don't make it right, you know, because somebody looks adult and that doesn't make it right. Even if they are 18 and you're 50, that doesn't make it right or however old she was. You know, if she was 18 and he was 30, that doesn't necessarily make it right morally. Um... But that's the mind of a predator, I guess. I, I, I mean, there's just some sick freaks 
and I'm dwelling on this because there is a sex, a subsection of our culture now that's saying we have to accept all, oh, you have to accept minor attracted persons. Not every, uh, what was that bullshit I heard someone putting down the other day? A pedophile is someone who's attracted to minors, but not every pedophile has sex with minors. No, uh-uh. I'm not going to play that. If you're attracted to a minor child, there's something wrong with you, and we have to treat you like there's something wrong with you. And society needs to correct you, not you correct society. There was, uh, I don't really feel like going into what they said about Jim Brown, the football player. Uh, you can go and watch the episode yourself, but I guess he was abusive to women too at the mansion. And uh, there were some people in the, the show, I guess I am going this road, um, they had a, a chair back in the grotto section of the mansion, which is like a underground cave kind of thing. And you can imagine what goes on in there. Um, and it's, it's water and waterfalls. And then there's offshoot rooms from that, I guess. But they had a thing called the sex chair. And it had a sex toy attached to the middle of it and guys would sit the girls on the sex toy and then have sex with them on top of that uh, and at one point Jim Brown was going at some girl and see this is the thing these girls were treated like property they weren't treated like humans they were treated as you're there for the men to do what they want to do with you, whether it was any of them. But I guess Jim Brown got exceptionally brutal with a few, and this one girl had to be taken to the hospital after he had sex with her on this sex chair. Um, I don't know why these guys aren't in jail. I don't. I, I understand there are statutes of limitations. Uh, you can't prosecute somebody after so many years have gone by, but I don't know why more isn't being done. Um, so I just kind of wrote in my conclusion, you know, Hef created a world of sex for men that he wanted to be like. Hef wanted to be famous. Like these other guys, he wanted to be the, the star athlete. Star, star athlete in air quotes. He obviously wasn't trying to become a football player by letting football players or basketball players or whoever come to the mansion and go wild with his girls. 
but he wanted to be cool like them. He wanted to be part of that world. Um, I said, you know, Hef wanted to be popular. He wanted to be cool. He wanted to be a celebrity. And he made a world of women for these men to come and rule the world of these women and live out their sexual fantasies so that he could be closer to these celebrity men, these famous men that he looked up to and wanted to be like. That's what this all feels like to me. On top of being a bastard and a pervert and a son of a bitch. Um, <clears throat> but Hef was, in conclusion, it sounds like Hef was a very insecure little guy. And he wanted to be around these alpha males because it made him feel more like an alpha male. And that was his real goal deep down inside was to be an alpha male, to be perceived as not a skinny little dweeby guy, but to be popular and be celebrity and be, um, nowadays they call it alpha male. So just some things to think about. And we have to stop this. We have to support, you know, the women that come forward. We have to not allow the normalization of minor attracted people. And we, we just got to stop this. I mean, this didn't end in the 1970s. It's gotten worse. This didn't end with Hugh Hefner or I remember in the 90s and 2000s, there was the, the guy that drove around the Girls Gone Wild bus. And they would get, you know, they would rent out a bar and it was free drinks for uh, teen, 18 and up girls. And then they would, you know, show the girls flashing show the girls undressing, show the girls having sex with each other. Um, and this stuff goes on and on. You know, if two consenting adults want to make a pornographic video and another consenting adult wants to buy it, what you do in your bedroom is your choice, I guess. But what Playboy and Hef were doing and what these men were doing violated people's basic human rights. So I'm going to leave it at that. You can draw your own conclusions. God bless y'all. Pray for one another. I'll see you next time. If the ghost of Hugh Hefner comes from hell and asks you to come to his house from can for candy, tell him, get behind me, Satan. God bless you all. Take care. Love you.